Hey all, Andy Patton here. It's an off week for the Gonzaga Bulldogs, so today's episode will focus on all of the former Zags playing overseas in Europe or Asia. A fun blast from the past for all of you fans who love to play Where Are They Now with former school legends, all right here on the Locked On Zags podcast. Don't go away. You are Locked On Zags, your daily podcast on the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is going on, y'all? Welcome to the Locked On Zags podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host and longtime Gonzaga podcaster, Andy Patton, ready to take you through another season of Gonzaga hoops. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. Also, I want to thank you all who make this show your first listen of the day, whether you're new to my show, new to Gonzaga basketball, new to podcasts, whatever it may be, or if you've been around for a very, very long time. I know some of you have been listening from the first day. I sincerely appreciate it. You can also check out this show on YouTube. If you have not already, go to youtube.com, search Locked On Zags, hit that subscribe button. If you're watching on YouTube right now, it's right there, right above the video. Just click it. I really appreciate it. Help me get to 200 subscribers. Help me get to 300, 500, 1,000. We're going to go all the way. We're going to keep climbing, keep growing the community, not just the podcast community, but the YouTube community as well. I need your help to do that. So I sincerely appreciate all of you who have done that and all of you who will do that soon. All right. Today's kind of a fun episode, a little bit different than what we normally do. We've talked so much about the Gonzaga Bulldogs, the current roster, some of the struggles they've been having with turnovers, three-point shooting, the big physical guards that have given them some issues against Duke, Tarleton State, Alabama, all of those games. The Zags run a little bit of a break, so we're going to take a little bit of a break from talking about the current roster, the future of the team for this year, all of that stuff. We'll be back to it. Plenty more episodes every day five days a week. It's coming at you all the time, so don't worry. There's going to be more. But today, I think it's fun. We talk a lot about the Zags in the NBA. I like to focus on them, talk about, you know, DeMontis Sabonis and the trade rumors around him, Brandon Clark's lack of playing time, you know, Kevin Pango's coming over, all of that stuff. But there's a lot of other Zags playing professional basketball, a lot, a ton of them. And I think sometimes it's unfortunate when these guys have these great careers in Spokane. They're revered and loved by the fan base. And then they go have 8, 10, 12, 15-year professional careers, but they don't really get talked about very often again. It's kind of their name may pop up on a record book, and you're like, oh, that's right. I remember when he played at Gonzaga. But it's kind of they don't really get thought about in the same way that guys who are currently in the NBA who are still in our face, we still see them in a uniform, we still see them playing basketball at the same time as the Zags. So it's a little bit... You know, it's it's harder to keep track of those guys in Europe, which is why I've compiled a list of all of the players playing professionally overseas, pulled the numbers from a website, proballers.com, which has really great up-to-date information, and put together a list of 18 guys who are playing overseas in Europe. Most of the European seasons are relatively new in the first 8 to 10, 12 or so games of the season. So it's kind of just a snapshot of where they're at at this point. I'm hoping to do another update later in the year. There's a couple of guys who I'm pretty sure are still playing professionally who are on rosters, but who maybe are injured or there wasn't any updated numbers on them. So a few guys who you might think, hey, I'm pretty sure that guy's still playing, but I didn't provide an update. Hopefully that means I'll have an update about them soon. 
All right, we're going to start out with what the group that I call the NBA wannabes, the guys who are very, very close to being in the NBA, were recently in the NBA, who might still end up being in the NBA. The first one, of course, Philip Petrusev. Petrusev was drafted by the Philadelphia 76ers, 50th overall in the 2021 NBA draft. After he left Gonzaga, went to Mega BMAX, the home grade home team in his country of Serbia, balled out, averaged 24 points per game, looked like a completely different basketball player in Serbia. That led to him getting drafted by the 76ers. The 76ers opted to keep him overseas rather than bring his contract and him over to the NBA for his first season. So he signed a contract with Anadolu in Turkey. That is where he's been playing for through the first seven games of the season. He's averaging 14.5 points, six boards in 21 minutes per game. He's shooting really well, 75% from the field. It's really hard to argue with that. Uh, probably a slight underperformance from what they hope he would do in Turkey. Turkey's a good basketball league, but... NBA players would, in theory, put up more than 14 and 6 in that level. Again, it's seven games. It's hard to judge too much. I'm really hopeful and optimistic that Petrusev eventually makes his way over to the United States and plays in the NBA. He's more than capable of doing so. Hopefully the 76ers will see that as well. Next up, Kyle Wilcher. Kyle Wilcher is playing in the Spanish League his first year at that level, he's playing with Tenerife. He spent the last few seasons playing for Turk Telecom in that same Turkish league that Petrusev is in. He was a borderline MVP candidate in Turkey, was literally one of the best players at that league. That is why he is playing in the Spanish league now, a slightly higher level of basketball. Through the first 13 games of the season, he's playing about 20 minutes per night, averaging 12 points, three boards, shooting 54% from three. So that's the Kyle Wilcher that we know, scoring a lot of points, shooting a lot of threes, knocking them down. A guy who never who never really got the full fair shake that he deserved in the NBA. I understand there was some concerns about the athleticism, and that's what ultimately led him to not, not be pursued after his brief NBA stint and go overseas. But he's been balling out overseas for a long time, similar to Kevin Pangos. I'm hoping that his opportunity in the NBA comes soon. Speaking of that, Nigel Williams-Goss is next. Williams-Goss is another guy who only got a brief shake in the NBA and unfortunately has not gotten another look since then. He is now also in Spain playing with Real Madrid, an extremely good high-level European League basketball team. He is playing 18 minutes per game in his first nine games, averaging 6.5 points and 2 assists, shooting 45% from the field, just 23% from downtown. Again, the percent numbers when you've only talking about 8, 9, 10 game sample sizes are a little bit misleading, not necessarily indicative of their overall performance. Williams-Goss, of course, was playing briefly with the Utah Jazz, uh, went, went overseas in, after his first season, came back, played for the Jazz again briefly, played in the G League, and now he's back in Europe. So he's kind of been pinballing between those two places. Hopefully he can find a permanent landing spot that uh, he's happy with, ideally in the NBA, of course, but whatever, as long as he can find a spot. I, I imagine that <laughs> making that commute once or twice a year because you, you're getting signed to different places is probably not the most fun. So hopefully he lands something consistent. Next up, Jonathan Williams, another player intimately familiar with traveling back and forth. He'd signed a contract in Europe, I think two seasons ago, and after like nine games, got signed by the Washington Wizards, came back to the United States, finished out that season with Washington, another guy who has played a fair amount in the NBA and has gotten reasonable opportunities, although I still think would be capable of continuing to play at that level at this point. He is now in his first year in the Italian League, 
playing with Trentino. He is averaging just under 12 points per game, six rebounds, playing 30 minutes per night, so being relied upon pretty significantly with that Trentino squad. Uh, He's shooting 55% from the field and 47% from three, which is definitely a new part of Jay Will's game. He was a decent outside shooter in a Gonzaga uniform, but 47% even in the Italian league. Pretty impressive from him. Next up, Josh Perkins. Josh hasn't quite. He's the first player on this list who has not actually played in the NBA. He was close. He was playing in the G League. He put up decent numbers in the G League, but was still a backup guard. So wasn't quite, didn't quite wow enough in the G League to get an actual shot in the NBA. Then he went overseas. I believe he was playing in Poland for a little bit. Now he is also in his first year in the Italian League. He's playing with Brendisi. He is averaging nine points, five assists, four rebounds in 25 minutes per game. Also shooting 45% from three. Again, no surprise there. Josh, nine and five seems dead on with about what he did at Gonzaga. He was consistent, 10 or or so points per game, five or so assists per game. 45% from three is certainly more consistent than he was at Gonzaga. He was sometimes a bit polarizing as an outside shooter, but a, a fantastic player in a Gonzaga uniform and to nobody's surprise, a fantastic player overseas in Italy as well. And then the last player for this segment, another former NBA player, Jeremy Pargo, a fan favorite, one of the all-time Gonzaga greats, a guy who went six seasons between NBA appearances. He he appeared in the NBA during the 2020 COVID-shortened season. It was his first NBA appearance since, I believe, 2013 or 2014, something like that, a ridiculous stretch. During that time, he was balling out in Europe putting up ridiculous numbers. He'd thrown down some dunks that had made him a basically a celebrity dunker in Europe. He's a fantastic basketball player, obviously, always has been now. He's 35 years old. He's also in the Italian League, also for the first time playing in the Italian League. Three new Zags, all playing in Italy for the first time this year. Pargo's playing for Napoli. He played in Israel last year and put up elite borderline MVP caliber numbers, so it's not really a surprise to see him take a level up in the Italian League so far this season. He's only played in four games. He's averaging 8.3 points, 3.8 assists, 1.8 rebounds, and playing just under 23 minutes per night. All right, still talking Zags playing overseas in Europe. Second Segment two, we're talking a ton of very fun recent alumni, guys, who if you've only been a fan of the program for the last couple of years, you'll still know a lot of these names. All that coming up in the second segment. Before we get there, though, let's talk about today's sponsor, Bet Online. Bet Online is back and better than ever. Bet Online has a new web interface for the start of the NBA and college basketball seasons and features more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all of the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Today's episode is also sponsored by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this app, and I know that you will too. Prize Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. They offer more college football props than anyone in the world and offer all the star players from not only the Power 5 schools, but your favorite mid-major programs as well. New users that deposit and use the promo code LOCKEDON will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. PrizePix allows mixed sport entry, so you can take the over on Chet Holmgren combined with the under on Patrick Mahomes in the same entry. 
Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Don't hesitate. Check out pricepix.com now and use promo code LOCKEDON or go to your App Store and download the app today. PricePix is daily fantasy made easy. All right, segment two, still Andy Patton, still locked on Zags, still talking Gonzaga alumni balling out overseas. A fun segment because it's a slow week, because there's not a ton of Gonzaga news to report on. This is a very fun way to talk about some players that maybe get forgotten a little bit as the years go on. Guys who aren't playing in the NBA, who aren't still making headlines in the United States. So it's kind of fun to to check in on how these guys are doing. First up, Ryan Woolridge, of course, very recent Zag on the 2018-2019 team, or excuse me, the 2019-2020 team that unfortunately never got the opportunity to play in the NCAA tournament. Woolridge is perhaps one of the sadder stories in recent Gonzaga history because he transferred to Gonzaga after four years at North Texas, where he was extraordinarily good, but the Mean Green never made an NCAA tournament while he was there. He came to Gonzaga with the full intention of, I want to play for a team where I can make the NCAA tournament. He picked as safe of a school as legitimately possible to play in an NCAA tournament, and it took a global pandemic hitting in the middle of March for him to not get a chance to play in the NCAA tournament. Of course, the <laughs> the unfortunate icing on the cake is that the Mean Green played in the NCAA tournament the following year, so Woolridge just really just had the worst luck in regards to that uh, for himself, unfortunately. He is now playing his first full season overseas. He played in the G League last year and played a little bit overseas. He actually was, was very good in the G League. I think he averaged about seven points, five assists. He was putting up good numbers. He was dunking all over people. He had two back-to-back weeks where he had highlight real sports center top 10 dunks in the G League, not something that he was known for while in a Gonzaga uniform. Now he's playing in Greece with Iraklis. Uh, he's averaging 7.3 points, three rebounds, 1.3 assists in 19 minutes per game in his first six games. A really nice start to his professional career overseas for Mr. Woolridge. Next up, of course, his long time, or not super long time, but his running mate at Gonzaga, Admon Gilder, of course, the transfer as well. Both those two guys were integral pieces to that roster that would have gone, would have been a one seed in the NCAA tournament had the tournament happened. Gilder did not play professionally last year. He did play in the basketball tournament with the Creighton alumni squad, but didn't play overseas. I believe he was working through some injury stuff. Now is his first professional basketball season. He's played his first seven games in Finland with Lati. He averaged 19.6 points and five and a half rebounds was obviously too good for that level, which is why he has leveled up. He is now playing with PGE in Poland, and the numbers are basically the same. He's played two games there and is averaging 19 and a half points and seven rebounds per game. Would not be surprising to see Admon Gilder up in the the top levels of the European basketball leagues very soon. Clearly, he is capable of playing at that level. Next up, another fan favorite from a few years ago. That is, of course, former Rice quarterback turned Gonzaga basketball forward Jeremy Jones. Jones is playing in the second level league in Japan right now with Nagoya. He's averaging 12.6 rebounds in 26 and a half minutes per game in the first 21 games. Their season started a little sooner than or a little earlier than a lot of the other leagues. So he has played more games. He was playing in the top German league last year with the Kapfenberg Bulls. So to be in the second level of Japanese league is a bit of a kind of fall for Jeremy Jones. I'm not exactly sure 
what happened there. I'm not sure that it's necessarily concerning. Maybe it's just where he wants to be. Maybe he's going to play his way out of that league. Maybe he doesn't want to. Who knows what's going on there necessarily. Uh, I was a little surprised to see that uh, drop, though, for Jeremy Jones. But very talented basketball player. Obviously, 12.6 boards is, is pretty darn good, and hopefully he's having a blast over in Japan. Next up, another fan favorite, Gino Crandall, another graduate transfer for the Zags. He is in his second season with Lancaster in the in the British League. He is killing it in the United Kingdom. I mean, legitimately killing it this season. They've only played five games, or he's only played five games, but he's averaging 17 points, 7.6 assists, and 20 in 28 minutes per game. Last year, he put up almost exactly the same numbers for the entire league. Uh, he averaged 16.7 assists, six boards last year. He was one of the best point guards in the league. Hands down, this year he is on pace to do that as well. A legitimate all-star candidate in that league, a legitimate MVP candidate in that league. It's been really, really fun to see Gino Crandall ball out. Obviously a guy who we never got to see fully in a Gonzaga uniform. He was injured for most of his one season with the Zags, which was unfortunate. A really talented player regardless, and a guy that is super fun to follow on social media if you don't. So please follow Jano Crandall, look up his awesome career that he's having overseas right now, and hope that he can continue to, to move up in his career and play at some higher levels of basketball. Next up, another guard from the recent past at Gonzaga, that is Silas Melson, Portland's own Silas Melson, currently playing for Kalev in the VTB United League, which is the Russian Basketball League, a solid league. Overseas, he's averaging eight points and three rebounds. He began the season with their B team, VTB United B, and he quickly played his way out of that league, averaging 15 and a half points, 3.4 rebounds, and three assists. So they promoted him to the big squad. Now he's playing a nice reserve role, averaging eight and three off the bench in Russia. And last but certainly not least, uh, another really excellent player from Gonzaga's past, a guy who overlapped all four years with me when I was at Gonzaga. That would be German forward Elias Harris. Harris was in Germany for his entire professional career until last year. And then now this year, he is actually playing in Japan with the San N squad. He is killing it in Japan. 17.5 points, 8.7 rebounds, 2 assists in 31 minutes per game across the first 9 games. No surprise, the German league is a really high-quality basketball league, and now, and the, while Japan is growing as a basketball country, thanks in significantly large part to the popularity of Gonzaga's own Rui Hachimura, uh, Japan's league is still not at the caliber of the German league or many of the other European leagues, so for Harris to go down to the Japanese league, you would not be surprised, even at age 32, to see him absolutely dominating. He's shooting 60% from the field, 40% from three, just having his way with the Japanese league. We'll see how long he sticks down at that level. All right, third segment coming up, still talking Zags in Europe, still talking about some alumni. In this case, we're talking about some alumni who have haven't haven't been in a Gonzaga uniform in a long time. Some guys from from the Wayback Machine who are still balling out. Kind of fun to think that these guys are still playing professional basketball, uh, living the dream quite legitimately, and well into their 30s. Super fun. Before we get there, though, let's talk about Omaha Steaks. The holidays are around the corner, and finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. I've had relatives send me Omaha Steaks for a few years now, and it was a great way to keep the freezer stocked with quality meat for a few months. I know you all have relatives who you want to help out this holiday season, and Omaha Steaks is without a doubt the way to go. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter college into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. 
For $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees like the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignons, chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use the code COLLEGE, you'll also get an additional eight Omaha Steaks burgers free with your order. We've all heard the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com and you'll get eight free burgers when entering the code college. Achieving gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. omahasteaks.com, keyword college. All right, welcome back. Segment three, Sue Andy Patton here, still locked on Zags. Still talking about Gonzaga alumni and what they are up to now that their careers in Spokane have ended. This first player we're going to talk about is Stephen Gray, an all-time great from the 2010 era of Gonzaga basketball, a player, again, that I saw a bunch. He was there two years that I was there. Really fantastic player, a guy who I thought deserved a shot in the NBA. He came so close. He played in a lot of summer leagues and did really well in the summer league. He played well in the G League and a brief opportunities there. But more than that, he has had a lengthy, illustrious career in Europe. He has played in I swear, as many countries in Europe as possible. He has played so many different places. It must just be such an incredible experience to have traveled around the world, played professional basketball so many different places. He is now in his first season in Israel with Hapoel. He is averaging 12 points, 2.8 assists, 1.8 rebounds in the first nine games. He's not shooting super great from three. Again, it's just nine games. For me, I just love celebrating the fact that Stephen Gray, a guy who... At times, it was wondered if he still wanted to play basketball. There was some some discussion about Stephen wanting to do something else when he graduated from Gonzaga instead of continuing to play basketball, who has instead carved out a, I believe, 13, 12 or 13-year professional basketball career playing in just about every country in Europe. A really remarkable and fun story for Mr. Gray. Next up is Austin Day, another guy who's had a very, very long basketball career. Obviously, Day did play in the NBA. He was selected, I believe, 15th overall in the 2008 NBA draft, uh, left Gonzaga early, one of the first players in school history to leave school, to leave Gonzaga early. Obviously, he has been followed by many players since then, but that was pretty unprecedented at the time. He is now playing his fifth consecutive season with Venezia in the Italian League, so he has seemed to find a home in Italy. He's averaging nine points, three boards, two assists in 17 and a half minutes per game and hitting 38% of his threes. Next up, Micah Downs, another long time European star. He has multiple times played in the summer league as well. Multiple times come pretty close to getting a legitimate shot in the NBA. It's probably too late now. He is 35 years old, but still balling out. He is in his second consecutive season with sporting CP in Portugal, averaging 10.5 points, 3.5 rebounds in 27 minutes per game. Uh, this is his fourth season in Portugal, but he has played multiple different countries as well. Another very well-traveled zag. Speaking of well-traveled Zags, perhaps the most well-traveled Zag of all time, a player with a truly remarkable, incredible, book-worthy story, that is Ira Brown, 39-year-old Ira Brown, a former professional minor league baseball player with the Kansas City Royals, was teammates with Zach Greinke in the minor leagues a a lifetime ago. Then he came to Gonzaga. Then he's played professionally all over the world. Last year, he was an Olympian for Japan, representing Japan in the three-on-three basketball tournament. An incredible story for Ira Brown. He is in his third season with the Osaka squad, his ninth consecutive season playing in Japan. 
At age 39, he is averaging 11.5 points, 6.2 rebounds, playing just under 30 or just over 30 minutes per night in 18 games played and shooting 35% from three. An all time Gonzaga legend. His career numbers at Gonzaga may not pop off the screen. In fact, they don't pop off the screen at all, but a player who has had a, a truly remarkable life. For you know, not just career, just life in general. It's been very fascinating to see Ira Brown. And the fact that he was an Olympian last year is is really just icing on the cake for an incredible uh, story. Next up, Matisse Merninghoff. Uh, Matisse, if you may remember him, he wasn't at Gonzaga very long. German. Uh, he was a German student who came in, played a couple years at Gonzaga, ended up leaving early and going back to Germany. He's now in his 10th season playing in the German Basketball League, his fourth with BG Gottingen. He's played there for the last four years. He's averaging seven points, four and a half rebounds in 25 minutes per game. I really like this story as well. I think it's there's a lot of players who come over from Europe to the United States, and, and most of the time, if not all of the time, their goal is to come play college basketball with the intention of going to the NBA. And it doesn't happen for all of them. It happens for a fair amount of them. It does not happen for all of them. And Half is an example of a young man who came over and just did not carve out a consistent role at Gonzaga. He he stood around the three-point line. He he didn't play a lot of defense. He didn't really mesh well in the offense. He didn't hit enough of his shots consistently to be uh, to earn more playing time at Gonzaga. And so he left and he went back to Germany. And that's great. Why not do that? <laughs> like you have the opportunity to play professional basketball in your home country. I get that you had bigger aspirations than that, and that they did not come to fruition. This is my assumption. I don't know. I assume that he came to the United States with the intention of playing in the NBA. But to play ten years in your home country and play four years in you know for the same team recently and continue you know he's in his thirties now and he's averaging seven points, four and a half boards, playing twenty five minutes per night. Like that is fantastic. I think this is a great story. I know that he's not somebody that gets thrown around when people are talking about former Zags. You know, he's not a, a name that is uh, is kind of synonymous with Gonzaga in the way that many of the other players on this list are. But he is a former Zag, and he has carved out a 10-plus year professional basketball career, and that should be celebrated. Last but not least, a very similar story, a similar first name is Matisse Kaida. Kaida came over, same class as Merninghoff. Similar story of never really finding a consistent role, carving out a role, didn't last very long in a Gonzaga uniform, but he is now playing his seventh consecutive season in France, his home country, his first with Nancy, which is in the second league in France. He's averaging seven and a half points, seven assists, and three and a half rebounds per game in 25 minutes. He spent most of his time in France playing in the top league. He's now in the second league, regardless, a fantastic European league career for Kaida as well. All right, that is going to do it for today. A fun little episode talking about Gonzaga's European stars and guys who have carved out exceptional basketball careers that just don't get talked about enough in the Gonzaga lexicon. Thanks for indulging this Where Are They Now segment. I had a lot of fun with it. I hope you enjoyed it as well. Rest of the week's going to be back to kind of our normal normal scheduled programming. We got WCC Wednesday, Andy Locks on Thursday, Friday. We're going to have a fun guest on the show to preview the big time Gonzaga Texas Tech game coming up Saturday morning at 10 in the morning. All right here on Locked On Zags podcast, which is available wherever you get your podcasts and available as well on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button if you have not already. Podcast links will also be available on Twitter at Locked On Zags. And on my personal Twitter account, which if you're not following it, you can find me at ScoreZagScore. Finally, now is a great time to make your second listen of the day, the Locked On Bets podcast. 
Locked On Bets is your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked On Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. All right, thank you all for listening, and go Zags.